Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. The following is the Spirit World Center podcast. If you have any questions about the spirits or shamanic training, you can visit our website at spiritworldcenter.com. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the Spirit World Center. Today we are talking about the spiritual power of baths. And also we're talking about how to uh, cleanse. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be going over uh, basically a lot of the essential ways about cleansing and what is spiritual cleansing. Um, today I'm uh, doing a solo show. Laova is uh, all better from, <laughs> from the cold she had. Um, but unfortunately uh, she um, uh, is doing some really intensive, well, actually, fortunately, she is doing some really intensive ceremonial work, and uh, so that's what she's off to uh, right now at the moment. She's really going through some quite interesting initiatory stuff. So, okay, talking about the magical power of baths. Um, so a bathtub itself is a very liminal place. It's this place where water and air mix. It's this place where at the same time you have the underworld, right? The piping <laughs> that leads away from uh, the, the bathtub leading into the earth. You have this point of interconnection where you are entering into the space that has connections going to many different places. And so, of course, what that means is that it is a liminal place. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll have heard this, this term, liminality and liminal. It's referring to a place that is between two different worlds. So, of course, the classic example of a liminal space that I discuss is when you have um, a, an estuary, right, where it's the, the fresh water of a river meets the salt water of the ocean. And within that area, there's this mixing place where it's this, all this brackish water, right? It's not quite fresh water. It's not quite salt water. And this creates very interesting situations, right? So in a brackish water, you have organisms that can't live necessarily in fresh water or salt water. They live in that particular climate. Um, in the same way, when we, when we are um, interacting with the spirit world and the physical world, there are places, um, in fact, alongside us constantly, where the the pure consciousness of the spirit world is intermixing with the physicality of the material world. And in those places, um, interesting things are happening because you can then see across the veil. You can see into the spirit realm. This is where the spiritual realms are intersecting and inter interacting with uh, the, the physical world. And it's curious because, first off, there's this liminal realm, which is seeing across the veil that is alongside us everywhere that we go, okay? But at the same time, there's certain places where liminality is even greater. Uh, for instance, uh, places like airports and train stations, 
they have a very high rate of, of haunting. Uh, the reason being that this is a place where people move through. It's this public space where it's not it's not belonging to anywhere. It is just up in the air and it it creates this this intersection zone. And the thing is it's not just um, it's not just how humans use it that makes it liminal. The very fact that in human affairs it is liminal means that it is also going to be a spiritually liminal place. Same with hotels. Hotels are often very heavily haunted for the same reason. Um, and this is, of course, why uh, things like mirrors are, are said to, and actually are, and can be quite um, haunted, uh, because they are liminal zones, right? With the reflection, the inner and outer that's going on there. It's, uh, it's quite a fascinating example of a liminal zone. Well, a bathtub is no different, okay? It is a very, uh, a very liminal place indeed. And of course, that doesn't mean that you have to be afraid of it at all. Just realize that, you know, when you're in the bathtub and you are above the water and then you submerge your head in the water and then you're back up, you know, you're, you're engaging in this liminal space. And that makes a bathtub a very potent and spiritually active place. And so there's many spiritual possibilities that emerge from, from using a bath. Um, and ultimately, there's, I mean, there's no end, right? The bathtub is a, a tool that can be used for literally anything. And when we're talking about magic, especially, we can be very, um, very inventive and creative as to how we use these things. Uh, so it, it's just a tool, just like a cauldron, just like a wand, just like uh, incense, okay? It is a tool, and it can be used in many, many, many different ways. But there are some main ones, and we'll, we'll discuss those here today. By the way, if anyone has any questions, please let me know as I go through. Um, otherwise, I will just keep talking. Um, so some possibilities that emerge. Of course, there is cleansing. Spiritual cleansing is a big one. Um, it is, uh, well, water itself has a lot of cleansing properties. Uh, it, I, I believe I've discussed it in other podcast episodes, but uh, water cleanses. It has spiritual properties that just kind of it's like a it's like a magnetic field created around the water. It just carries things away from you, and therefore it's very very cleansing. You can use a shower in the same way. Just uh, you know, visualizing the water uh, carrying away any negativity from you, right? While a bathtub as well, you're surrounded by this water that has so many spiritual properties, and therefore tapping into that cleansing property of the water is especially effective. Uh, all it requires is that you have the will and intention that you are tapping into that cleansing property of the water. Um, otherwise, you know, that property is there, but it's not being tapped into. It's not being directed, right? So you need to, through your own will and intention, uh, give the water that direction that it should be cleansing you. And of course, you can do this through visualization, right? You can visualize all this negativity, all this, 
all these dreadful things coming off of you into the bathtub when you're taking that that bath um, and then going down the drain. Now, of course, manifestation is another very common um, use of a bathtub and one of the big possibilities out there for how to use it. Um, and one way in which manifestation can be particularly tapped into in a bathtub is through the use of herbs. Um, herbs like mint and basil and, um, you know, it can really be like the garden variety stuff that you have in your kitchen, but it can also be uh, any safe herbs that you are growing in your garden as well. And the thing is, herbs have magical properties, okay? And so when you put them into a bath, you are, in essence, inviting those energies into the bath, infusing the bath with those energies, okay? Things like drawing and attracting love, things like creating luck, uh, things like drawing wealth. And so you're inviting those energies into the bathtub. And uh, therefore, when you then take a bath within that concoction that you've created, you are then uh, imbibing and you're bringing into yourself those energies. Um, and that is then going to have an effect on your life. Uh, one other use of herbs I'll mention is sometimes uh, you can uh, create a, a cleansing bath with herbs as well. And... Um, and there's many different cleansing herbs that can be used for this, uh, flowers as well. And uh, often you can then also take some of that water, put in a bucket, and you know mop the floors of your home. It's uh, it's very uh, powerful. There's many different things that you can do here. Um, and so so ultimately, right? There's cleansing. There's manifestation. Um, within that liminal space of the bathtub as well. Uh, manifestation becomes very possible. You're in the liminal, right? You're in this place between the the physical world and the spirit world, where these two, you know, the consciousness of the spirit world is intersecting and interacting with the physical world. Well, within that space, you can basically work with the wiring under the board, as Terence McKenna used to say. Uh, but you can... Uh, you can work with the programming of reality. And so, therefore, your will and intention becomes very strong and very powerful. And so doing things like affirmation practice in the bathtub can be, um, can be quite powerful. Uh, this is actually one of the reasons why doing affirmation practice in front of a mirror can be also very powerful. It's another liminal space. Just people don't usually think about that aspect of it. Um, and so... Absolutely, you can do a lot of manifestation. Uh, visualization as well. If you just close your eyes in the bath and visualize, very, very powerful. Um, of course, from a shamanic angle, also uh, shamanic journeying while you're in, a t in the tub uh, is, is, is very useful because you're already in that liminal space. And so when you close your eyes and go on a shamanic journey where you're basically astral projecting into the spirit world, it can very much um, it can very much attune you deeply with where you want to go. Now, one thing that I will say is that when it comes to uh, the bath, 
if you really want to be effective in what you're doing, uh, something to do is uh, to follow the basic steps of ceremony. In that a, a ceremony in a bathtub, just like a ceremony in non-watery space <laughs> anywhere else, is, um, is very much empowered if you go through certain fundamental steps. And uh, this, you know, I don't, you know, regardless of how complicated or simple you want a ceremony to be, um, these steps really, really help. Um, and so, of course, the first step in ceremony is is cleansing, right? You want to cleanse the space that you are in. You also want to cleanse um, the uh, yourself. And this makes sure that no negative energies or entities are around that are going to hijack the process, hijack the ceremony. And it's just going to be, it's going to, going to go more smoothly. <laughs> um, then you want to consecrate the area and the bath. Consecration is basically making it sacred. And so you want to turn this into a sacred space, right? One, you've cleansed, but then you want to designate this as a sacred space. You can do that in many ways. You can surround the bathtub with salt or a cord, um, uh, like a rope, right? Uh, not an electrical cord. <laughs> no, no, none of that. Uh, but, um, you know, you can even put a, um, a, a rope around uh, the area. Uh, this is very much like uh, what the... Uh, um, what witches do when they cast a circle, right? It doesn't have to be a circle as well. It can be like an oval. It can be a, you know, kind of a square with rounded corners. Uh, what matters is that you're cordoning off this space, right? You're just laying this this rope um, on the ground, and that is uh, that's designating designating this area as something special, something outside of space and time, and. Um, but consecration can be quite simple as well. It can just be visualizing that the space is becoming sacred. You know, maybe you can visualize white light coming into the area and surrounding and creating this bubble of space. And you can then have the will and intention that this place is now sacred and ready for your working. And then, uh, then of course, you you know you call in. The energies you want to be working with, you can call in the four elements. You can open up the the quarters. You can open up the gates, um, and you're basically calling in the support team <laughs> that's going to help you in this ceremony. And then, of course, you can call in deities and and spirits and other entities to uh, to work with you, or to even just to witness the ceremony. And um, then you want to do something to build energy, of course. Uh, building energy can be quite simple, and it can also be quite complex. It can be a visualization. It can be the use of sound. It can be singing. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, the beating of a drum. There's many ways to build that energy. But what you want to do is build up energy, because this is the energy you're going to be tapping into and using to manifest or to ask for manifestation. And... Uh, then you're going to perform the working, right? So this is just however you would do ceremony, <laughs> okay? Uh, whatever ceremony you're doing, you would then do it. And then you are going to uh, close the ceremony 
with thanks and, and gratitude, and you're going to see everyone, all the energies and spirits and entities and intelligences that came and joined you, you're going to see them off in a very respectful way, right? So even if you're just doing a ceremony in a bath, this is a very powerful way to make the, the ceremony uh, that next level of effectiveness. You know, I don't care whether you're doing a, you know, a full moon bath, right? Um, yes, it is effective to just jump in the bath and feel the relaxation and invite the energies of the moon into your life. Absolutely, that's effective. But just remember, you can make it so much more effective by first cleansing and the cleansing the, the bathtub, the, the bathroom, the, and yourself, and then uh, consecrating the space, calling in the energy and the beings you want to work with, uh, building up that energy, performing the working, and then closing the ceremony with gratitude. So this is, uh, you know, these are some of the, the core ways of using um, baths. And of course, this, uh, what I'm talking about here with the basic steps of a ceremony, it can be used for literally any purpose within a, uh, within a bath, using the liminal power of the bath to empower any ceremony. Um, one other thing I'd mention, uh, cold baths are quite something. Cold showers are also something. Um, it's something that I've enjoyed over the years. It's that Wim Hof method, right? Uh, and something that uh, even, a, even a lukewarm bath can do is uh, it can add that extra focus to something that you're doing, such as a meditation. But of course, be careful. Do not get hypothermia and definitely know what you're doing when you are doing a cold bath. So let's see, what else have we got here? So I think that's, uh, unless there's any questions, um, I think that's uh, all about uh, uh, baths that we're going to cover today. Um, so let's just do a quick spiritual cleansing one on uh, 101. So spiritual cleansing is incredibly important, incredibly essential, and it's something that you really don't want to forget. And here's the thing. When you start walking the spiritual path, you're doing spiritual things. And so if you have spiritual grit and slime and dirt on you, uh, you're going to notice. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, something that you wouldn't notice if you were just um, doing non-spiritual things. Okay. Just watching a movie or playing video games, you're not going to notice it. But when you're doing spiritual things, you will absolutely notice it. And so something you want to start doing is a, uh, a regular spiritual cleansing practice. And this is just cleansing yourself of any negativity and cleansing yourself of any negative entities or intelligences that have, uh, that have hopped onto you. It's, uh, it's incredibly common, okay? It's, it's not something that's rare. This is just a fact of life. It is, these kind of attachments happen. Uh, you know, even if you're going to, well, if you're around a crowd of people, if you go to a cemetery, if you go to a supermarket, you are risking um, getting attachments. And these are, you know, these are energies and even bits of consciousness that have been shed from various sources. They can be parasitic, but also they can be uh, non-intelligent and simply kind of a negative energy. 
and uh, they they will you know you'll pick up that gunk as you go about things so it's very important to cleanse and most people are in a state where they have never cleansed in their entire life and this is the same state as someone who has never bathed in their entire life they've never taken a bath they're covered in dirt and so of course when they pick up uh, some new dirt or a new attachment they don't even notice right because you can't you can't uh, tell the difference from the old dirt or the old attachments um, and so it is very very useful to cleanse and it's something that is very very simple all you have to do to cleanse is to use your will and intention here's what i always say right is that you are a being of light in this physical vessel you are something special you have the right and the ability to cleanse and to take care of these uh, types of things these types of issues you don't have to use a um, any other mediator between you and the divine you are enough you can do it and so what you want to do is just uh well just cleanse and uh visualization is incredibly effective for that visualization uh, as i'm always hounding on is not imagination visualization is is expressing your desires in a visual way okay expressing your desire to the universe in a visual way and that can be so much more powerful than just expressing your 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 will and intent through well speech because it doesn't necessarily have the emotional component and deeper spiritual side well as through through um, visual <laughs> imagery you can express something and feel something while you're expressing it in a very deep way and you can there's many visualizations that you can use to cleanse you can of course visualize filling yourself with uh, with cleansing light uh, this is like the the breath of light uh, ceremony that we teach our students but you can also just you know visualize this light coming into your body and just forcing out anything negative and sending it far far away of course the other uh, thing you can do is literally any other visualization and the, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this example on the podcast before, uh, but uh, the example of um, visualizing a whole troop of spider monkeys coming into the room with you and jumping up on you and grooming you, taking off all these little lice. And each uh, lice is a um, uh, some negative energy or negative entity, right? And then letting them continue until they're done and they leave the room and you're nice and cleansed okay see the thing is a visualization is not not literally happening okay but you're expressing your will and intention and desire to the universe and your guides and other beings are going to see that and they're going to make it happen okay so it doesn't matter whether you express your desire for cleansing through um through the spider monkey visualization or with cleansing light it's all going to work and of course this uh applies to non uh non-visualization cleansing methods as well 
uh, for instance, you can use incense, right, where you uh, have the smoke going out. And it's not the smoke itself that's cleansing. It's the fact that that smoke is going out and it's carrying your intention. That is incredibly important, okay? That smoke is carrying your intention and your will out to the universe and throughout the room. And that is what is making the, uh, the cleansing work. Same with when you're beating a drum, right? That the sound waves going out from that drum are carrying your will and intention. And uh, that, that's what makes it work, right? Same as if you're, sh you're shaking a rattle. Or, uh, of course, you can even put your will and intention into an object in a way that the presence of that object is enough to cleanse the room, right? That, that as you move that object into the room, it is expressing your intention to that room um, and therefore carrying that will and intention of cleansing all around. So really cleansing can be quite simple and it's the same regardless of whether you're cleansing yourself or cleansing an item or cleansing the, the room around you. Uh, it really is about about expressing your will and intention in various ways. So I think this was uh, quite a bit on uh, sacred baths and also uh, cleansing. Um, if anyone has any questions, of course, uh, please feel free to shoot them over to the Spirit World Center, uh, spiritworldcenter at gmail.com. And... Uh, of course, we'll have uh, another one of these next week, Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. And also at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, half an hour from now, um, we are going to burn some manifestation letters from uh, our students and others and uh, in, a, in a sacred fire that I'm going to go out and start uh, right now. And uh, so if, if uh, anyone wants to join in watching that, I'm going to stream that on YouTube in, uh, in half an hour. So everybody, it's always nice talking with you all, and uh, I'll see you next week, uh, unless you <laughs> attend the live stream of the Burning of the Manifestation letters in, uh, in half an hour. So I'll see you next week. Lots of love and light. Take care, everybody, and bye-bye.